Okay, welcome to episode 11 or 12 or something of a funny story about money. Um, I have a really, really, really cool guest today, and it's going to be a very interesting and great conversation, I'm sure, because I actually get to talk to an artist that has made it, which, in my opinion, making it as an artist in especially Canada with such a small market is, you know, next to impossible. I have tons of Canadian friends that, you know, struggle and and I sort of have a little bit of a in with the arts community in Edmonton and I see how poor most people are. But uh, so that's where the fun part's going to come in. How to be a successful artist. I met this woman, uh, it must have been six or seven years ago. She was doing a live painting at my sister's, uh, put on a function for pancreatic cancer and, and she uh, donates her time to come and, and auction off one of her beautiful pieces that she paints in front of everybody. And if you watch it, it's just mesmerizing and absolutely beautiful. And I can't wait till my wife and I have some space on some walls in our new house so I can buy a couple of her pieces. I, I'm just very excited to hear your story. Welcome, uh, Giselle Denis, to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for agreeing to do this. And, and we're sitting in, in your house, in your studio. I get to see, uh, I get to see where the magic happens, and mm-hmm. it's very impressive. The house and lot and everything is beautiful out here. And, uh, every single wall is covered with an awesome painting and you're just like, oh, I want that one, I want, yeah. I want that one. Um, yeah. But uh, it's also busy. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's <is> very busy. <laughs> so I, I guess we'll just start to, and we'll get into it, but uh, and we'll obviously talk more about uh, how we met as we go forward because I know that was a part of you know how you built your brand, but just a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so right now, about myself, uh, if you want to know the present. Okay, yeah. <laughs> present Giselle. Um, so my job entails, um, like you said, live painting. And I do that Thursday nights at the Hotel McDonald in Edmonton, the Fairmont Hotel. Um, I paint it from 5 o'clock. I start and I paint for several hours. And the concept is um, going there to paint for the guests to watch the process of a painting come together in a short period of time, like you saw at the charity event I did a number of years ago. And um, that job kind of uh, became something that I uh, suggested to, st- to the staff, like that, that, was, uh, that wasn't a job that existed, I just kind of created the job. Right. I can talk more about that after. but. Um, so that's what I do um, on a weekly basis. I've been there five years painting for them now. I can't believe how long it's been. And uh, I also go to Dubai once a year in February for four weeks, four or five weeks. And I paint at the Raffles Hotel in Dubai, which is part of the Accor chain of hotels. And I go there, I bring my family, my husband and my 10 year old son. And we live at the hotel and I paint for the, st- uh, for the guests coming and going right. uh, at the hotel. So that's a long journey. Oh, <laughs> so I've been I bet. There. That's our third year now we've gone back to do that. And then um, I paint here at the studio uh, almost every day. And I've been painting pretty much every day for the last 16 years. 16? So, yeah, since I got married. So 16, we just celebrated our anniversary. 
And that's kind of when I got more like, I'm going to do this kind of right. mentality uh, 16 years ago. And it um, didn't happen overnight for sure. Like it was a long, um, it took a while to get to where I'm at now, of course. But um, so yeah, I paint every day. I have people coming, going through my studio like on a weekly basis. So there's, I got lots of visitors coming through here. So as you can see, it's set up like an art gallery. There's right. like 10 paintings deep on every wall and leaning on the, up against the wall and every wall has a painting. And we set it up that way. We bought this acreage uh, 10 years ago and fixed it up, made it what it is now. Uh, all ourselves, it was a ton of work, but we had the vision when I, I grew up in the country, mm -hmm. grew up by Elk Island Park. Oh, you did? And cool, yeah. a seven-acre property up there. Right. And when we first got married, we lived in the city for five years, and it just about killed me. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I can't be inspired. Like, I can be inspired, but it was very um, uh, containing. I couldn't, like, fully, like, relax and just have the oasis of when I'm home, I want to be in nature. So mm -hmm. we have three acres of forest that we look out and south-facing, and it's just this beautiful place I can come home to. Um, I am out and about like in town I meet people constantly um, to do things like this to meet them in their homes to deliver paintings to offices to rotate my art out of all the different locations I have worked in a number of locations around the city mm -hmm. um, so at Fairmont Hotel coffee shops um, corporate firms I have art rental even a program where you can rent my art if you're a giant corporation or you're a business that needs art to rotate I, I bring, I curate the show of works that you have and then move them around as I sell them. Uh, I paint at charity events. Um, I don't even know how many a year, but a lot. Right. Uh, so I'm doing that. I can also be hired to paint at any event that you could possibly think of to be sort of like the end. Yeah, I saw you do a 40th birthday party the other yeah. week or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So for any kind of occasion, um, it's just a different concept. It's not common. Um, so I, because I can do it live is because I paint quickly. So in like a three, four hour period, I'll do two or three paintings. And they're big, they're five, six feet wide. And they're a nice impact. That, yeah. And it's um, interesting because in a short amount of time, you see this thing come to life from nothing to oh, finish. Oh, it's unbelievable. And I'm like, I, what is she a, doing? Yeah. Like, oh, oh my yeah. God. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and when I start, most people look at that and say to themselves, you know, or to me, I could do that. Like, But then when it's finished, they come back, yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, I sort of created a job that didn't exist. So now... Um, it's, it's just very rewarding to have been created a job for myself that uh, was a niche that I did not know a whole lot of people were doing mm -hmm. and I was good at it and got better at it as I went along. Right. So. Yeah, well, we tried, sorry, you might want to move like a tiny bit Too closer. Too close to closer? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, me up. We tried to meet at Square One Coffee where a whole bunch of your art is hanging on the yeah. wall <laughs> and it was way too loud and I'm very happy that I got to come see the And I should have suggested coming here. I didn't realize no, the situation. No, I, I wanted to meet here but I knew I was coming to your show in, in about a month so I so I knew, well, worst case, whatever. Sure. And it's cool. We could have promoted your art there and a lot yeah. easier for people to go for a coffee and see yeah. some of your work or just follow you on Instagram and then you can, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that. Well, that's often a meeting place for me because my art is there, but this is better for right. what we're doing today. So. Well, yeah, it was like the busiest coffee shop I've it's ever been. It's always like that. 
crazy. always like that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're like, do you people work? Like, well, right, <laughs> there's right. so many people here. Yeah, it's yeah. a Wednesday afternoon. Exactly. Well, yeah. we don't really work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are we doing there? Yeah, I, I guess. Um, and so when you go to Dubai, do you charge them like 10 times as much for your paintings? <laughs> No, actually, so I've, um, what I've wanted to do is be consistent with my pricing. So um, that's one of the things that uh, has worked for me in the sense of like my paintings aren't like $20,000. They're very like attainable for really any income uh, to purchase, to pick one up. And yes, over there, of course, like the, the um, you know, people seem to know, think that you, they make so much more money there. And some do, some people do, right. for sure. But over there, I'm still becoming, I'm still what I was here like 16 years ago. True, so I don't sure. have a following. Yeah. I mean, here I don't have millions of people following me, but over there, it's still like rewind several years back into my career. I'm just getting introduced over there in the Middle East. And um, so no, like I, I've kept prices the same, whether they're here, I don't have galleries at the moment, but if I, they were in a gallery, if they, no matter where they are, they're the same price. Right. The website has one price, that's the price, and I've kept it that way. And so, um, yeah, I've just decided to do it that way, and it's working. So don't Good. break it if it's not. Yeah, sure. <laughs> don't well, fix it if it's yeah, not. Yeah, I think that, well, you, you could, you know, fall in the trap of trying to get greedy and whatever, maybe. And yeah. So yeah. yeah, I. Well, you you sort of I and I want to get into how all of those things happen. So now I guess we'll just go back uh, to the very beginning. Like the day you were born. Oh, okay. Did you have a pencil? No. <laughs> yeah, born with a paintbrush. <laughs> right. Um, so when I looked in your in your office or whatever this whatever room that was with your original sort of pencil real realism drawings, whatever yeah. you called them, they're portraits. like yeah portraits. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Learn all the terms. Um, and it didn't look like anything I've ever seen of yours, yeah. but they're amazing. And you said you the one was from grade 10. So like you were just... I was one of those kids growing up that um, people would tell continually reinforce, you're very talented. You're, right. very, you're really good at this. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, you don't really, uh, when you hear something repetitively, you don't really know what that means when you're a five-year-old, when you're 10, when you're... 15 you're starting to understand a bit more when you get older so it was always reinforced to me that you're really you're really good at this and i mm -hmm. believed them right up. i did i thought oh oh thank you like i i felt good about myself and so i i had one of those what they call would be the natural talent that you know mm -hmm. but then as you know even if you have talent it still needs to be like honed it needs to be you know it needs some nurturing. So my mom's an artist, and so growing up, she would she's a realist, so she would show me different things, kind of mm -hmm. here and there, not not a whole lot, but um, enough for me to learn like all oh, the fundamentals of drawing and that kind of thing. So as I got older, teenage age, am I close enough? To my yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, people were would come to see my mom's art, and then I had some of my own things there and people were interested in buying mine hmm. for my mom's customers and I thought and friends and I thought well that's cool so at about 14 years old people were giving me money to to draw do portraits do their portraits in pencil and I was ruined uh, to be an entrepreneur like really young right. and like I would I would have like little mini part-time jobs like you know the babysitting and 
different things um, that teenagers would do. But really, I, I found joy in, of course, doing what I love with my hands and people were paying me. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's the best. And so I'm like, having a part-time job was really difficult for me. No like, kidding. I had to work a lot of hours to make several hundred dollars that would take, you know, I'd much rather sit at my kitchen table and do a portrait rather than go to some crappy job that, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, I was really excited about that. And I kind of really did have a lot of really crappy jobs from right. like little little things like, you know, the babysitting, I house cleaned for a while. Um, I worked at a, a photocopy store for eight months and got screamed and yelled at by my boss every day. <laughs> I worked as a waitress at a tiny little diner off the highway and got screamed and yelled at by the cook every day for, I only lasted a few months. Um, really just terrible, like awful jobs right. that um, really kind of made me go, well, I don't want to do that and I don't want to do that and I don't want to do that. And uh, it, when you eliminate a bunch of things, and I knew, I knew for a long time, I didn't know what for sure I would do, but I knew that um, I didn't want to work for anybody else. Right. I thought this is the worst. If this is how it is. Yeah. Uh, I knew that all the things like I wasn't good at, but I knew what I was good at. Mm-hmm. So even through school, like I did well. I, I, I studied. I, I did my work. But I was the girl at lunchtime, a lunch hour. I was in the art room. I was the nerd in the art room. Right. Painting or drawing, and everyone else is, you know, going to the mall and hanging out in high school. And like I just me. wasn't <laughs> interested in that world. Right. I mean, I played sports. I was really into sports. I, I for a long time wanted to be uh, in the Olympics. And I wanted to be a short distance runner. I was really fast. I did really well. I oh, went really? to provincials. I was awesome. doing really well with it. And I, I believed that if I worked hard enough and, uh, you know, really wanted to pursue that, I, I knew I would do. I would go far. But then I discovered music, and so I got into music, and I play I play piano and write songs and sing, and so I got into that for a while. I started a band, and just a little bit of touring around Edmonton and things like that. So like playing gigs and bars, just and stuff, not or? bars, but mostly like festival type things, oh, okay. or there'd be a I don't know, just like little things around the city that I'd hear about. Hey, we need some music. Can you come and play at this thing for us? And um, yeah, so I, I, you know, I just kind of always did. I, I went and studied music in college. I got a degree in music uh, with piano, voice, songwriting. Four years of that. Where here? Uh, here, yeah. It's now called Vanguard College, and I was gonna do that. And I was like, I had a band. I was touring a little bit, just little things. And um, then uh, uh, when I got married. Uh, things shifted a little bit um i had surgery on both of my feet i had bunion surgery i had like this really painful like bone thing going on on my feet and it was so painful and for some reason they were really advanced at a young age at 25 i got the surgery done and i lived in a basement suite in edmonton and i needed to do something to cope with pain Mm -hmm. and distract myself so i kind of started painting in my basement apartment and Pretty quickly, I would get like I was getting some commissions, and I got these giant um, commission from a, uh, <coughs> a wine bar that hired me to do these three huge portraits, like the ones you saw back there, right. of people. And so I did those, and and then I got busy with like I would do art walk, and then okay. every year I'd add more things to my to the thing that I would be part of. So Butter Dome, the Make It Show, Art Walk, every tiny little festival I would hear about the farmers market. So I started really 
getting out there like more mm-hmm. and more and more to the point where I like kind of burnt out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, um, I put myself out there so much. I got a really big gig at the time uh, for, for art. I was selling my art at the farmer's market downtown. I would be there maybe 10 or 12 Saturdays a summer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, a lot of eyes on my work right. happened from that. And I was very fortunate to, maybe I'm going ahead of myself with no, too no, much no, information. No, 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 whatever, we can go whatever. back <laughs> or whatever. Back. Uh, there's no like structure, I don't have structure sure, to sure. anything that happens. Okay. We just, we just talk and, okay. and I'll... Uh, so yeah, so at the farmer's market, um, this lady walked by, it was like a 30 second Hi, um, I'm opening up a restaurant around the corner. It's called Wildflower Grill. You'd be perfect. Call me. She gives me her card and ran away. I'm like, okay, what's that all about? <laughs> so um, I ended up doing, they commissioned me to do their whole restaurant. They bought all these paintings from me. I had to come up with a collection of 11 paintings um, that was exclusive to the restaurant. She, it was called the Wildflower. It was very intimidating. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Right. <laughs> Met with all these board members in this intimidating room and designers and and business people and I there I am walking this little artist and like not knowing a whole lot other than like well she liked my art she asked me to be here so I'm here right. so I showed up looked as professional as I possibly could and um, presented my work they asked me to create a, like 11 paintings specific to them exclusive to them and I had to make 30 test paintings what? to show them like sort of samples like here are my ideas for you. Uh, what like do you think? Like full finished painting? No, like like eight by ten oh, size ish, okay. kind of sort of like a rough sketch, right? Right. Like, I don't know how to. <laughs> I mean, that's not sketch, how you operate, right? Yeah. Right. So I thought, well, okay, if that's what they want. So I did all those, presented them. They sh- they chose their five favorites, and from the five, I built a collection of pieces that would, that the right sizes for the certain walls and everything. And I had six weeks to make these paintings, and it was just really crazy timing. Because I wasn't painting as fast then as I do now. Okay. That developed over yeah. time and practice. And so I called them up because I had to come up with a quote. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I don't know what the hell the Jersey is. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I had a number in my head and I called my husband at work. I'm like, I'm thinking this. And he's like, uh, no, you need to double it. I'm like, I can't. There's no way I can ask someone for that kind of money. Like, that's, right. that's so scary to me. And he said, if it's not, if you don't ask for that, and it's not worth it. If they, if they can't pay that. That's crazy. You can't mm-hmm. you can't do it for nothing. I'm like, I know, but that's But insane. you want the work. He's like, double it. Right. Oh my god. So I called the guy up. Hi, it's gonna be this much. Great, no problem. Send me the send me the bill. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was that easy. Yeah. Uh, I still had to do the work. Did the work, delivered the paintings, installed them all, they were happy. They're like, We need two more, you have two weeks. I'm like, Oh god. Okay, here's your bill, no problem, paid it. You know, I put them up, it was great. So I got a lot of, um, that built some confidence in me. Like I just mm-hmm. was able to go, holy crap, that was awesome. Yeah. Totally. And no, now I charge way more, but at least that was that <laughs> right. was awesome for me. That was a good, like, and that was in 20, 2006, 2007. And from being at the market, that silly little market, I shouldn't say silly, but it's just, you wouldn't think that that would be where, you know, you could build something from, but it's these seeds that I planted all along the way in mm-hmm. my career that I never necessarily saw the the fruit or the 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 crop growing till years later. Right. And you didn't. I didn't realize how that would affect my career and how it would help build it and stuff because I had no idea. How do you how do you do this? 
Mm-hmm. So I wasn't um, doing art full-time yet for the first five years of being married. Um, I thought, well, what can I do uh, to do art, be happy, loving it, and doing that? How can I do that full-time? I can't just quit my job. Because people think, well, you just quit your job and you go and do it. Like, right. Well, sure. well you're going gonna to sit around for how long before you get a paycheck? <laughs> like, yeah. is that really... You know, I got rent to pay, I got groceries to buy, I got I got to build my life. How am I going to do that? So I thought, well, okay, I'm going to clean houses because I was cleaning houses. I had my own company. Mm-hmm. I worked for myself. I walked in. I had a flat rate. Didn't charge hourly. A flat rate. Like I just like literally like old school door to door with a little flyer to introduce myself. Said, right. uh, this is who I am. This is what I can do for you. If you're interested, you can give me a call. Here's my info. And people were really nice. I just went to the rich areas. I could find these big, beautiful houses. People don't have time to clean their houses. Mm-hmm. I'd go. I got enough work to have, you know, four or five houses a week. I had my regular client base. I'd only work mornings. And I'd, I was happy as a clam to be like, great. I'd make, you know, better money than I would at any other job where I was getting minimum wage. I was right. making way more than any, you know, sure. my friends, unless they were professionals, like, you know, real jobs, real, real jobs. Uh, so I thought one year, I'm going to do this for one year and then I'm going to be an artist full time. And while I was doing that, I was painting every day. So I still had the afternoons to paint. I had the opportunity to be as part of as, as many things as I wanted, art walk, the naked show, the butter, all these other yeah. things, still do farmer's markets and stuff like that. One year turned into five years. Oh, really? Like I, I still wasn't making the amount of money, right? I was still, I was, I was selling art, but mm-hmm. not as a respectable amount of money where it's like, now this is like a full-time career respectable income I wasn't there yet did you say like oh I have to make X amount and then I can quit well that's what I did I thought okay I was doing so well that like I was starting to do really well and it was getting to the point where my house cleaning was getting in the way Mm -hmm. of of time and work that I could do I have only so many hours in a day so I thought if I set a goal if I can make the same amount of money selling art as I am with house cleaning per month for the summer I'm gonna quit for the summer I'll see how it goes. I took four months. If I can do that, then I'll quit house cleaning. So I told all my only customers, like, if I if it doesn't go well, I'll come back and clean for you. And they're all like, you're not coming back. Right. Like, they all they see my art and they're like, you're really good. And, you know, and uh, even sell to them while I was still cleaning. Right. <laughs> well, and, you went uh, to the rich neighborhoods. So right. Like, well, buy something from me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I... Uh, so yeah, so I was able to do that over the summer. I never, at by the end of the summer, I never looked back. I, I quit the cleaning. I went full speed ahead with art, and started to like really. I wasn't making right. know, hundred grand a year like, you know, rate right in September. I'm gonna do this. It was, but it was like enough to be like okay, because my husband we were trying to be very practical. If you're making this much money with house cleaning, you can do the same thing with art, then yes, you can quit. Because you need mm-hmm. to have another job before you quit to do the thing. Right. You can't just leave it and have no prospects. But so, did he have like a steady paycheck? He had a steady paycheck. He works for the city. Yeah. So I was fortunate to have him, you know, believe in me before I did. To, you, you can do this. It's going right. to be good. Like, just try it. And it was a risk. And I'm a big, I'm a risk taker. Like, mm-hmm. And is thought, he? I'll try it. Yeah. He is? Yeah. I, yeah, he is. He's more cautious than I am. So we balance each other out really well. He thinks through things way more than I do. Mm-hmm. I make decisions like 
sometimes like too quick. Right. <laughs> and he's like, did you think about that one? <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. Did you think about how that would turn out? Oh. <laughs> so he brings me back to like, just just slow down. Just, just take a second. <laughs> breathe. Uh, so yeah, so then that was like 11 years ago or something like that, 10, 11 years ago. 2008? Yeah. 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 Around when I got that big job with the Wildflower Grill restaurant and um, yeah, so. Nice. So it felt good to quit all that other stuff and then. No yeah, kidding. Slowly figure things out. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, uh, but I, I've seen, uh, it's so funny, like it's so hard to make money in comedy and uh unless like you're a name right especially mm -hmm. in canada where you can be like i'm drawing the crowd yeah um and there's so many like comedians i know that are like i've done this for like a year i'm quitting my job and i'm like i don't think like you're now you're just like not doing anything yeah is that right? the smartest like, thing to do yeah it, it's always very stressful and and my wife had a very uh, stable, she's a teacher, so she had a stable job when I started my own thing again for the second time in five years where I like had to go back down to zero. And I was like, well, I guess you're going to have to live with this. Yeah. <laughs> she was not, not very happy, but I was like, I cannot, I have to try. Yeah. Right. And if it doesn't work. You tried, that, at least then you tried. I tried and I won't regret like yeah. oh that I didn't try so I mean but you know you so that was how long since you sold your first sort of what were you only doing this type of painting at that point in time uh yeah like when <coughs> I um, had that surgery in my house when the first year getting married I did those big portraits and then I was doing some nature paintings, like mm -hmm. smaller versions. And then I got that big wildflower job with the restaurant. And I think it really catapulted my passion. And because and, I would used to do like, they looked like one giant poppy on a canvas. Like people were comparing the style kind of to George O'Keefe, who I'd never heard of. Right. She's a very famous painter from, you know, a while back. And it was like, it was so, it looked abstract because it was like this petal was as big as your leg and like this part over here. And so it was kind of, you could, if you stood back, you could see the flower. So that was kind of what those wildflower paintings were. Right. So it really piqued my interest in like the study more of, of nature and flowers. And so it was mostly just flowers for a while. And then I slowly added some trees into there and then, you know, get commissions. People were asked like, well, what about the mountains? Can you do mountain painting? Can you add a lake? And what about right. this? And it really got fueled by other people sort of believing in me that I could do these things, mm -hmm. like expand a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And, and uh, so that like a lot of requests would help me kind of get better. But I've stuck pretty much with nature. Like I haven't gone back to a ton of the, the realism portraiture work because I found what I really love to do. I'm, a, I'm actually an impressionist more than a realist. That's my heart, my that's my style. That's my, that's me. I'm messy. Like you can see my floor. Yeah. <laughs> well, paint on the walls. Like that's, right. I get paint everywhere when I, when I work. And so I found my like voice, mm -hmm. like I could do lakes with sailboats and stuff. And that's just really a more from like when I, when I found, I found it early enough to be like, I don't paint every single thing. I paint like, I paint this group of things really well. Right. And this is what I'm known for because I've stuck with the thing 
and got better at it and I painted it over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. So, because sometimes as artists are figuring their, out their voice, they'll paint everything. Sure. Well, he's so talented. He does zebras, he does people, he can paint right. valleys, he can paint buildings, he can do everything, but will he be remembered for anything? Mm-hmm. So people come to me because now and for the last while, well, she paints flowers, she paints trees, she paints mountains. She's the nature painter. She's, she's who you go to if you want a bright, colorful right. you know, painting that's, that's got lots of texture. This is palette knife work. People know what to come to me for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's helped me because I, sure, I could go and try. Could I, could I paint elephants running through the ocean? Could I paint cowboys? Well, I could. It wouldn't be great. Right. I, I paint what I paint really good. And... I, I slowly expand and add a few different elements into the paintings over the years. Like I've opened up a little bit, but not a ton. Like I do some yeah. birds and I do, but yeah, I don't my I don't want to be amazing at everything. You can't be. No, and I think a lot of people fall into the trap of trying to be maybe too diverse and not focusing on what they're good at and what they enjoy because they think they need to expand. Where right. If you actually focus your skills on what you're an expert at, yeah, then that's sort of where, and it takes time to find that out, right? Hundred percent. Like just because I, like people say, well, you only paint acrylics. Like, would you do watercolor? Mm, no. Right. Or well, if I if I hired you to, you know, if you, I'll give you all this money to do this for me. Can you, you know, I don't know, a, a collage. Well, I, that's not my strength. I probably could do it, but yeah. you know what? This artist over here, they're they're great and known for collage. You should go to them. Sure. And hopefully, other fellow artists would point people in my direction if they're looking for something that looks like my stuff. Right. Um, so it's yeah, it's I think that's helped a lot to to recognize what I'm good at, what I like, and stick with the thing. And mm-hmm. like just like music too, like we don't look to and pick anyone that's famous for their thing that like the Beatles, they are known for their, their music and their stuff. Sure. They've diversified and they've, but you know, that's a Beatles song. Right. You hear it. So when you see a Giselle painting, hopefully people look at that and go, that's a Giselle. Yeah. Painting. I could, I could find your pretty much all of your paintings. Like if I didn't see your name, I would know mm-hmm. that it was yours. Yeah. And probably your, my favorite one of yours that you've ever done was the one you did of uh, Fisher Peak for my sister. Yeah, I love that one. I love that one. Yeah. It's, uh, but, uh, and she, she um, helped me with the mountain series. Like, she was, like, one of the first people to ever ask me to, to do a mountain painting. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, no. No, 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 it's going to be great. Really? Right. Uh, <laughs> no, like, this is going to be awesome. She kept saying, it's going to be awesome. You're going to be, you're the perfect person for it. And then now I have a whole series of mountains that nice. are built from that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you start, you quit your, you quit your cleaning company. You annoyed all of your clients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were happy for me. Well, they that's really good. Were. Yeah. Um, and that's in 2008. And so you're still doing like, yeah, the, the fairs and the make it. And no, no, no. I did those for a number of years, probably. I don't know, like 10 years, I did all that stuff. And it was great. Like I built my audience that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And people would come back every year and it's like, oh, I saw you last year and, you know, or five years ago and now I want to buy a painting because my paintings weren't $50. Like I had at the beginning, sure, I had that. 
and we can talk all about pricing and stuff too. That's yeah, a no, I do want to. I do want to ask it's you It's interesting about too, how, like how like, I figured it out. Yeah. Um, those shows I haven't done for a few years now, and it was very liberating because I found my audience now and my impact at the Hotel Mac once a week is huge. Right. So, um. Not that those shows wouldn't benefit me still, they would, if they're exhausting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, I've got sure. the energy to continue that sure. momentum. And I did it so much, and yes, I felt like I kind of burnt out. They were all really good, and built business building and stuff, and I have a mailing list now, and I built that from those things. Mm-hmm. And people now, those were seed planting times. Right. So I get still purchases didn't I see you at the Butter Dome? Like, oh my God, it's been years since I've done that. Actually, yeah. Or the Make It Show or Farmer's Market. All the things, like I'm naming those three repeatedly. There's more things, but uh, they were eyes on my work then that planted the seed for a purchase now. Because now my paintings are, generally, you can get a painting, they're on average between 500 to, you know, 3,500 on average. I've got paintings that are a bit less and a bit more. Right. Um, so yeah, it's been, those were, I'm glad I'm not doing those anymore as good as they were. But, right. Well, yeah. people probably aren't all that keen to spend 2,500 on a painting when they go to make it. Edmonton. It's a bit of a shock. Right. <laughs> they yeah. walk into my booth. I mean, a lot of people get it. A lot of people don't. I got to explain to them like, oh, like, I guess they've never been to an art gallery before. But like, it's kind of like, what is she doing here? Like, she's next to the guy selling spices and the other lady over here selling right. socks. And there I am. We got $2,500 yeah. paintings. And so I, yeah, to go back into that pricing thing, like um, at the early on, I was making uh, greeting cards of every painting. So I make a painting. I have a greeting card. I did all of this myself. It was crazy. So like I formatted the greeting card. Painting. You know, I would have a um, photograph of the paint, I photograph a painting and then I go into my computer and format a file for a card and I shrink it down and I put the, the image on the card, print off, go to the printer, print off all these cards and every time I made a painting I have a new card. And then I went around all these gift or card shops and they sell my greeting cards. Mm-hmm. And I had wholesale, I had like 30 stores selling my cards and it was great. It was doing great. And I drive and I fill all the orders and it's wholesale orders and it's just back and forth printer and meetings and driving and then I was like one day. I was like, this is taking me away from my studio a lot. Right. I don't like that. Yeah. And I want to paint. So it was an easy decision, but I had to decide, do I want a card business or do I want to be a painter? Right. And I just stopped calling and I just let it fizzle out. Didn't call them back. Didn't fill any more orders. Got back into the studio and was like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to paint. I have to paint. I don't, yeah. There w- it would have been great. It could have been really successful. But I didn't, this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy doing that. So Sure. Would you rather friends, somebody like, have a greeting card on their counter for two weeks or a painting in their house or exactly. office for 30 years? Effectively? Exactly. So I learned early on too, like my pricing of my paintings, like sure, I could, I could make $50 paintings that are small. And I did that for a while. And it was like, uh, this is crazy. Like I, after a while, it's like, okay, I don't do those tiny, tiny ones anymore. I'm gonna, this will be my lowest price point, this size, and they're gonna be this much. And really what it did is, sure, I might have lost tons of business because the $50, the people with the $50 oh, yeah, bill, would buy like 10 of them they right wanna buy now, that. Sure. <laughs> but I would rather wait for the $500 sale because it's still time put into the thing. For sure. 
So I decided, this is kind of crazy. I'm not a machine. Mm-hmm. I can only make so many paintings well, a year. Well, you look like a machine. I kind of do. <laughs> I make around 450 paintings a year. 450? I know. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. Uh, and it, it is, does feel like a machine at, at some times. But because, yes, I have kind of cut out that, like, the $50 bill people who... And I'm not... That, that market is there, but it was exhausting. I just couldn't keep up. So I thought, okay... Uh, the, I'm going into the high-end market. Yeah. And if people want to spend $50, I'm like, you can spend $50 on, on a layaway plan. And people do. Not usually, like, you know, they usually do more. But if someone wants a painting and they're like, hey, can I, can I, uh, you know, take some time on this painting? Like, I want to buy it, but I don't have yeah. the $1,200 right now. It'll take a few months, pay for it over time, and then they collect the painting at the end, and it's been great. Oh, I see. So I'll do that kind of thing. Do charge say, in, like, you don't charge have... interest on it because no. you don't give it to them until they're finished paying. Right. So I store it here in the studio, yeah. and then once they're finished their plan, like there's a lot of paperwork involved and lots of mate, like uh, administration stuff that drives me crazy. But <laughs> but that's uh, anyway. So that's um, one way of people being able to still purchase painting. Like I know not everyone has twenty five hundred dollars laying around just to buy art. Right. Um, but. I thought, well, how can I? So I introduced the layaway plan not super long ago, maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I started that because I started thinking, like, okay, I started being out there constantly selling my art, like in front of people and conversation back and forth and learning how to sell all came from being out there doing it. Right. And I read a lot of books. I love to read, nerd with re- reading business books. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an artist fully 100%, but I really quite enjoy the business part. Like, it really fascinates oh, okay, me. Yeah. Conversation well, fascinates me. Well, you have to me. be. Otherwise, I think there's so many artists that... I have to. If I don't want to do the business part, and then you might not make it. Unless, well, like, or you have you galleries selling for you. Right. And they take 50%. 50? 50. 50%. Yeah. And I had gallery, like, little, more, like, sort of small galleries over the years, but nothing... No gallery where it was like, oh yeah, they're selling you know twenty paintings a month for me. I'm just pumping them out and sending them off. Nothing. There's been no gallery like that right. for me. Maybe artists have that, but so I just thought, well, if I'm gonna sell it and I want to sell it, I gotta figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I found my voice with how to be with people. Like I'm still me. Yeah. But I learned like what to say, what not to say. Like figure out people's body language and you know if they're hesitating, what to say if they're. I know I know um, certain phrases that people will say. I know they're a serious buyer, right? Or I don't know the ones that are they're not there yet. Yeah, they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. They might be in a year from now. And I know people who are just looking. Yeah, you know I I've been able to learn. So you could crush at selling cars if you want. <laughs> Maybe there was a fellow we met several years ago. Uh, fellow artist also he was trying it out for a while and he was just kind of he thought he was just going to make it big and he's going to be an art he quit his job mm-hmm. I'm going to do this I'm going to be an artist and I'm like wow that's good for you and I watched him and but he watched me and he encouraged me and said I watched you all weekend at our walk well, for example we were next to each other I'm like yeah I'll help you out and I was just like oh my gosh <laughs> watching him I'm like bombing right right and I thought he watched me and he said I can't understand. I like I'm watching you, and he's like, "Where did you learn how to do this?" And like, well, by doing it, trial and just error, just figuring it out. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty intuitive, and I can read people pretty good, and I can kind of get a feel for like, you know, when they're done talking to me, or when they're mm-hmm. when we're moving on to something else, or 
you know, or they're looking at something and like I said, like phrases they would say and I learned like, oh, I should, I should, that worked or that did not work or right. making mistakes, figuring out, making mistakes, saying the wrong thing, saying the right thing sometimes and then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, high end people, mid, mid level people, like even lower end people, like lower end people with, you know, less to spend, yeah. they'll still spend $3,500 in the painting. Right. And it's not that I'm trying to like manipulate or anything. It's just that I've helped them figure out a way because I'm like, well, they want it. Mm-hmm. So how can we make this work? And that's kind right. of how the layaway plan came to be. Came to be or, I see. You know, I only have 500 bucks. Okay, cool. I want to spend it now. Cool. Okay. This is what you can get for 500 bucks. And right. so trying to, yeah. So that was a confidence booster to hear that from someone other than like, you know, my husband who's you're great at it or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. He didn't always see me in action because he'd be at work and I'd be on location mm-hmm. somewhere selling it. So I, I really loved figuring it out. It was very rewarding. Like, oh my God, that person just spent a lot of money. Like, yeah, I paint amazing. because I love it and I painted for years and years and years before I ever got paid to do it. Like, right. I got paid a little bit, but I always painted because I loved it. Mm-hmm. I would paint my heart out. I paint hundreds and hundreds of paintings before, you know, I, I, I don't have buyers for any of these. Right. So I, I mean, this is sold. There's a few. Yeah, this. But whether big I have buyers amazing. or not, I'm still painting. I love this one. Thank you. I uh, I'll take a picture of it so you can yeah see uh, after. Otherwise, you're just like, what does Kent love? <laughs> I love how the sun shines on the gold. You can see the texture with the knife too. Yeah, so. that's so cool. When uh, I I like the big blob like blobs of paint that come out. Like it's just. Uh, yeah, and these. These came by accident, like my my techniques and stuff. Like I paint a lot outside on location at different events to pass the time. Oh yeah, like, okay. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm bored out of my tree. Like there's people for a while. There's no people for a while. I need to do something. I'm gonna go crazy. So I'm like, well, I'm just gonna bring in my supplies and I'm gonna get work done while I'm sitting here. People can still look. And so I would paint in the sun and my paint because it's acrylic. It dries fast already. Never mind in the sun. And right. it dries so fast. I'm like, oh crap. And then, so I try and like quickly paint it and get, and then, oh, that hanging half in there. Oh, that's right. cool. And so I just kind of figured out how to paint in outside mm-hmm. and the drying skins of the paint, I incorporate them into my paintings. And then, so that became a thing that my texture kind of really built right. from me just kind of going, well, I'm bored. And so, yeah, so that, that's leads into a different segues into another story. If you want to hear another story. Of course I do. So at the market one day, um, I was doing the very thing. I was painting on location because it was like kind of quiet or day. And this lady taps me on the shoulder. I was just in my, I had my 10 by 10 tent, all my paintings around me and my easel and I'm painting away. And this lady goes, um, excuse me, that's really beautiful. Uh, you have an audience. And I turn around and there's like 50 people gathered. What? Stop, stop, stop there looking at me painting. And mm-hmm. I turn around I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and I just kept painting. But it, it, it drew a crowd without me doing, just, I was just being me. Yeah, 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 I was just doing my thing. And uh, so this, uh, uh, what happened? Okay, there's two stories from that. One day, this lady taps me on the shoulder. She's like, this is amazing. Uh, we, I'm so-and-so. Her name was Gloria Meldrum of the mm-hmm. Warriors charity event. Oh, yeah. And I had, yeah. I had done a, a few different charity events already, I believe I had. And so I was comfortable painting in front of a crowd because like from that, other people were like, hey, you should paint at my event like we did for your event too. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, I can come and paint for you. 
raise money for charity. So she says to me, uh, I have a big event in Banff. We're going to have a golf tournament. Um, last year, the live painter came. She made a painting that it sold for $15,000. And I was like, holy crap. No <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm the right person. She's like, no, you're perfect. This is what we're going to do. And so I'm like, she's like, we're doing it. I'm like, oh my God. So intimidating. So two months later, I find myself at the Banff Springs Hotel. And I've had a whole Mount Stephen Hall to myself for like three days or two days or whatever. Uh, you've been there probably. It's Look it up. It's beautiful. It's yeah, huge I've been, halls. I've been, uh, they and, let me in one time. Yeah, let me let you in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm painting there and it was, uh, so it was for her little warrior's charity. I had gone to the ranch, Be Brave Ranch, and I measured out the wall because I thought well, it would be cool if I make this painting and hopefully the purchaser, maybe we'll donate it back and we'll put it on this wall and we have this whole plan. I didn't tell her that. I just thought it would be cool for her to be surprised. So go to the thing. I had two days. I made the painting. Literally, like, it's, it was huge. Ten feet by three feet. It was giant. Probably the biggest painting I've ever painted in my life. Right. And we were going to sell it at this charity event. So literally down to the second of me finishing the painting. And let's start the auction. And Danny Hooper was the auctioneer. He was live auctioning items in the painting. And there was a group of, I don't know, hundreds of people in this room. Like, big money in this room. Yeah. And the painting raised $50,000 50. that night. Unbelievable. So I, it was it, it was like a it was a shock. I'm like, right. well, my paintings don't go anywhere near for that. But that's amazing. So all the money went to, to Little Warriors, and it was great. So then my husband and I were like, hmm, mostly my husband. He's smarter than me. <laughs> he goes, we should uh, try and raise a million dollars for charity. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Right. That sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do that. He's like, no, no, it would be great. Yeah, like, it would be nice so if we set... had a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we set this vision out there and we started broadcasting and talking about it. And Because I would just get booked up constantly for these charity events. And thinking, well, we may as well, we're giving all this money away. We may as well do something with it too. So to, you know, gain some like audience with it. And like, we're trying to do good with this project. So, so to this date, I actually was still, I don't know the total a month ago, I knew the total, but there's been a bunch more. Like $650,000 has been raised with my art at these things. Unbelievable. Since 2014. That's when I started counting, but I have a bunch more. But anyway, close to seven. Right. So we're almost there, and we wanted to do it in a 10-year period. And so I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Nice. Coming close. So there's that. And then you story. just donate. Do you just donate your time right like you say I want this X amount for being here or something yeah like it's kind chose. of I've changed my policy now because I was getting booked up way too much and it was burning me out and so now I've kind of put a value on me being there and so I'm hired to be there now and then the painting raises money and there's a bunch of different ways that I do it for different events right but like that 50 grand I didn't get any of that that was no, 100% yeah, yeah, like sure. donated but that's a good and well, I I went to the Be Brave uh, or the Little Warriors uh, event in Edmonton two years ago, maybe, and mm -hmm. there was just a, one of your little paintings on every single table. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I did that for them. That's where the four hundred and fifty paintings come in per year. Right. <laughs> uh, for quite a few years now, um, I took a break this last year. It was just I just needed a bit of a break, but. Yeah, for a number of years for them. I did it for Ronald McDonald House also. So each table had a silent auction painting, about 8 by 10 right. size, in the middle of the center of the table. And there's an auction sheet, and like you saw it there, you yeah. can bid on it. And usually they raise like around 20 grand Just that from afternoon those for the lunch and from those Unbelievable. They take me, it takes over my life for a good like five, six weeks. Because normally I'd take that on when I, I'd come home from Dubai. 
mm-hmm. end of March, uh, I think April, uh, wait, end of March, anyway, I have like a month, when I get home from Dubai, those take over my life, my, my whole studio is just like covered in these little paintings, Right. and I feel a bit like a machine, but it's cool because they help me, um, they give me ideas for larger paintings later. Like, right. oh, I love this little section of this painting, or I love that painting. That would make a great big painting. And so, mm-hmm. because you're constantly just trying new things all the time, yeah. it's just fueling more ideas and more, more things. So back to the market, I have another story. Yeah. Where I was approached by one of the staff at the Fairmont Hotel downtown. She was looking for. I got a call. She's like, yes, I'm at the market, and I grabbed a bunch of people's cards. We're looking to sell a product in our gift shop of locally made things. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. So I went, you, you presented it. There was a room of like 20 of us that were selected. Management, you know, the board comes around. It's so intimidating. Oh my God. Right. They're coming around and talk to you and you pitch your idea. You pitch your product to them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing here? So I had previewed the uh, gift shop before I went. I'm like, okay, well, it's got condoms and gum. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I thought, well, my husband and I thought, well, why don't we, because I was already painting at charity events and things, and I was entertainment already for this way of entertaining. Right. Uh, I presented to the staff. I said, I've got these giant paintings behind me. Selling art in a gift shop is been done. Not that interesting. I can be your live painter. And I explained what that looks like and whatever, and they kind of blinked and didn't say a lot, but they seemed receptive. Like, they were like, what? We've right. never heard of this before. And I was just me, and I presented. I thought, well, it, I got nothing to lose. If they say no, they say no. Totally. If they say yes, they say yes. Mm-hmm. And I presented it, and they seemed to love it. A whole year went by, and I didn't hear anything from them. I'm like, what the hell? Right. <laughs> like, I thought they liked me. Like, they seemed to like the idea. But because the Fairmont is such a, a large, slow-moving ship, mm-hmm. like the Titanic, you kind of, there's a lot of, people it's got to go through to get approval or whatever. Yeah. I got a call literally on a Tuesday. Giselle, we finally have approval for you to paint at the Hotel Mac. Can you start Thursday? I'm like, what? <laughs> right. Who's this? I was I was surprised. I didn't I thought they forgot about me, like they didn't like the idea. So I had been there now. I I started on a Thursday and I go every Thursday night for about 5 months. The first year I was doing Sunday mornings brunch in the ballroom and Thursday nights yeah and it was too much because like I got all the other things I got to do throughout sure. the week so and live painting once a week is work alone you got to load you got to get all the paint ready and you got to load your car and then you got to unload your car and then you got to set up and then you got to tear down and then you got to it's just load it back in the house it's a lot it's exhausting right and then you got to you know give all that energy out to the painting and you got to talk to people and you know it's just a lot of um constantly adjusting uh, while I'm live painting, because you're in and out of conversation, you're also yeah. in your creative frame, so I'm like, what? Trying to have a conversation with someone, oh, and someone wants to buy it, this person wants to talk to me, like, it's very a busy, like, oh, totally. I was going to ask it's you about like... that, because I always talk to you at the event, and I'm like, I kind of feel bad, because she's working, but I'm like, I'm well, curious, and then I'm like, does that screw you up? Like, is it... It doesn't, it's just, it's stressful. And I didn't know how stressful it was until like I started to like really kind of sit back and like assess the situation. And I'm like, how come I come home and I'm just like a bear, like a row, I'm just exhausted or I can't hardly function the next three days or whatever, right? So yeah. so anyway, I've been there five years. Uh, three years ago, 
I was interested in kind of like itching for some opportunity outside of Canada. Like I'm like, what about there's Fairmonts all over the world. Like, yeah. And people would say, have you painted at this Fairmont? So I'm like, no, I got to paint here. Yeah. And so we had presented the idea through my GM here to a bunch of different properties around the world, and everyone said no. Mm-hmm. Like I get, re- I my life looks very. Everything goes great for her. Right. It's not true. <laughs> I get yeah. no all the time. Like mm-hmm. I have projects. I always have fifty different projects, ideas presented to pitch or whatever, and I get no everywhere, sure. like constantly. But you gotta just keep doing it anyway. You gotta keep trying. Something it'll work out. So right. they all said no, and one of our members, staff members, moved to Dubai. He was a supervisor of ops at the Raffles Hotel in Dubai. He said, "I heard you want to do something." Why don't you start here? I know what it looks like. Because if you call, if you cold call what I do, people are like, what do you want to come face paint? Yeah, I don't know. What are you no. talking about? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you you want to, what do you want to do? You want to like do a workshop? I'm like, no. Okay, right. you never, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> right. So um, he invited me. He said, when do you want to come? And because my husband works still, we said, well, we can come in February. We'll come for, I don't know, a month. It's a long journey. Like it's, Bloody hell! It's you, it, by day eight, right. <laughs> you feel normal, like you're so jet lagged. So normally we get there, I have three or four days to kind of like get my brain unjet lagged, and I start painting. And it's three to five sessions a week of live painting, so it's busy. Like here, once a week, I'm tired. Right. It's a it's a month of work for me, but my family's there with me, which is great. So yeah, so I I started there, and then the first year I was headed there, the first or second year. I can't remember. The first, I think. Uh, I was sitting there painting at the Fairmont here, mm-hmm. and there's a group of men sitting at this table, and they're asking me all kinds of questions. Like, what is this you're doing here? This is so cool. And, well, I'm going to, well, when are you going to Dubai again? And they said, um, would you like to paint for the Canadian Embassy? There's an event going on, because it's, it was the Canada's 150th. Oh, yeah. I said, well, of course, I'd love to do that. So I was invited to paint. They're like, we're going to set something up. So I got all this emailing going on, and they're like, do you want to come and paint? It's in Abu Dhabi, which is an hour out of Dubai. We'll send you over. Uh, we'll have you set up. There's a beach party happening with all the expats there. There'll be a barbecue. There'll be a fiddle band from Nova Scotia. There'll be food, dancing, people. You'll be painting on the beach. How does that sound? And we'll raise money. And I'm like, okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So I got to do that. Awesome. You get um, sand in your paintings, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My hair and my feet everywhere. Sand everywhere. Yeah. So that was a really cool thing to add to my resume. Like, mm-hmm. I went to Dubai. I paint for the embassy. Uh, I painted last year for the Special Olympics. Um, there was a ceremony, like, cocktail reception thing. And all the athletes were there. And all these keynote speakers and stuff. And I got to paint at that event in, in uh, the Fairmont in Abu Dhabi. So, and the Middle East is cool. Where I paint in hotels is cool too, because I'm not just meeting people from Dubai. Like I meet few people from Dubai. I'm meeting right. people from all Everywhere. the travelers. Sure, yeah. So the what first- What about here? Like is it travelers thing. or yeah. is it, yeah. Like I still, I see regulars. I see people on, but mostly regulars from out of town. Oh yeah, oh, I'm yeah. I see, oh, I live in Chicago. I've seen him many, many times. Like they, they repeat, they come to Edmonton, they'll right. stay there, they'll see me. So we develop relationship. And people like talking to me because there's like stories to tell and share and mm-hmm. in and out. So for me, that's uh, really what it's all about. It's the story. It's the people. It's the that's what I really loved about um, 
the painting is it's it's created an opportunity for strangers to connect people to connect mm -hmm. in a different way yeah because i if i was just going to the lounge to sit at the hotel and have a drink i we probably wouldn't talk to all these people i don't talk for to the sure. whole room of people but mm -hmm. because i'm there people like we talked at that we yeah. probably wouldn't have talked if we were just attending the event but i've given this sort of reason to like what's she doing there like they talk to me and i make it like an interactive experience where they're like, oh yeah, talk, that's why I'm here to talk. Like, mm -hmm. what are you doing here? How'd you end up here? And I ask them where they're from and, oh, we're here because of this reason. And so right. it just makes the world like a friendlier place. Yeah. Like it's okay to talk to people you don't know. And yeah, and comedy and, does that unless I bomb. Right. Like, <laughs> then no one wants could, to talk to you. Right. Everybody's <laughs> like, don't look them in the eye when I'm walking by. But <laughs> yeah. uh, totally. it's really good if it goes well, then everybody's like, they want to meet you. Right. And you're like, Sure, and I mean, otherwise I wouldn't talk to a single person. For sure. Right, like. Well, and then flip side, if I was painting, like, because also what I'm painting is very, is, I wouldn't say neutral, but it's friendly. Yeah. Like, if I was painting, like, hardcore nudes or very suggestive art, probably a lot of people wouldn't talk to me. Right. There's like, nothing. When you, when you compare there's... it to, like, bombing, like, I don't know if I could bomb a painting. At this point, not. I couldn't bomb a yeah. painting. I'd have to try. It would just but shocking, like people I don't, don't like that, that exact one, <laughs> but they see the talent, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the art, like the, the, the theme of the art is, is welcoming and it, and it brings conversation and it's very mm -hmm. like friendly and open atmosphere. And my, and my personality is outgoing, so I'll talk to anybody. And, mm -hmm. and I don't go to every table in the hotel and be like, hi, I'm the painter. And I don't do right. that. But if I see there's eye, there's eye contact and I can see they're talking and oh, oh I, I just noticed you you know pointing out the painting I just I just want to say hello I'm Giselle and this mm -hmm. is my card and they asked me and that creates a whole like opportunity to make a friend maybe they'll buy a painting one day sometimes they buy it right on the spot that's super right. rewarding I'm just curious like so and what do you do like so if you paint so two or three then do yeah. you bring them home after I bring them home people often buy them on the spot so like and only because they'll walk up to me and say oh my gosh I love that painting and they're like what happens to these paintings they'll ask the same questions you did I'm like right. oh they're all for sale oh really well how much is that one that's my favorite I'm like oh it's 1200 bucks can I buy it right now sure can and they do right. it's crazy not do, every time how do you take visa I have a swiper like oh, one of those card readers on their phone right. it's so simple these days right nice. so it's like yeah. and I tell them like if you want to purchase it's super easy all I need is a credit card I, I do a swipe you get the, the receipt it's it's really it's all safe and I guess also I'm not just some creep on the streets like hey you want to buy my painting like right. I have a reputation it's at the Fairmont people trust that name oh and for they sure see me yeah, there. They're, oh, not the letting, they're not letting Joe Blow chalk paint or whatever right not that, cool that, thing, not that Joe Blow chalk painter on the sidewalk well, isn't impressive no 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 of right? course like, but so that's yeah it's given me some like reputation and um People will hire me, like, I'll come up, I'll show up with three blank canvases, and some nights, like, my days are very funny, like, I don't know the next conversation I'll have, they'll be like, I have people say, can you paint me something right now? I'm like, sure can. Well, how much is that one? It's 2500 bucks. All right, let's do it. They'll give me their card, swipe their credit card, like, they tell me what they want, like, mm -hmm. I'll say, like, well, where can I see your stuff? Like, it'll be people that have seen me before, it'll be brand new people. Um, a gift for someone like they'll just be like well let's do this right or there'll be a couple sitting there like this is amazing like can we just can you just paint us something right now I'm like yeah 
what do you want? Well, yeah, go through my so Instagram cool. or whatever and say, can you make one like that? I'm like, absolutely. So they'll sit for an hour and a half. I'll paint it. Usually it's wet. So logistically, I'll take it home. I prepare it. I deliver it if they're in town or ship it wherever they live. Mm-hmm. One cool story, there's this couple from Paris. They were on their first date. They had been dating and once she lived here, he lived in Paris and they were connecting here in Edmonton. They were on a date. Six months later, he calls me from France and he's like, um, I saw you painting that night. Do you remember us? Oh yeah, yeah, Tom or whatever. And uh, I want to surprise her because that was our like the night like we fell in love. Like that was the night, and you right. were there. This was so meaningful. Can you make a painting Sex for her? That must have been incredible, right? <laughs> like, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "Can you paint her something? Uh, this is what I'd like." And I painted it and shipped it over and. It's just it's cool to be part of people's stories too. Like there's all kind like the fortieth birthday, there's yeah. anniversaries, there's some special thing. And sometimes it's sad, like, you know, my mom passed away and I want to get my dad something or whatever. Like right. it's, but it all has a story connected to it. That's what art does, right? It brings mm-hmm. it's got good stories and I, I love naming them like if it's like you know, to whatever situation I'll I'll give it a special name and it's just very tailored to people's right. stories and stuff. So yeah, well, if you follow your Instagram, like almost when you show paintings in people's houses, there's almost always a, a, story, a story behind how it happened. It's yeah. neat, right? Like, yeah, totally. You know, I mean, I can't be like, look, listen to this great story about how these people became clients. Like, maybe, <laughs> well, maybe you've got good stories. You probably do. I do <laughs> sometimes, but it's not like, look at the, look at this artistic financial plan right. I drew up or whatever, right? Like right. it's not quite as exciting. But yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah. So now I know, okay, how you paint sometimes. What about if you're just sitting here today? How do you decide what you're gonna do? Um, it depends if I, okay, if I have a pile of commissions on my table, I'm like, you know, I should probably, I usually work through those as I'm inspired. Like this table and chair has been sitting here for a few weeks. Right. And I had to kind of, kind of paint it in my head a thousand times before I actually, because if I can't really mess that up, <laughs> like right. if I do, I'm like, oh crap, how do I change that? You can paint over some stuff, but there's not a lot of forgiveness with something like that. So, so that was yesterday's project. Today, um, I'm working on like the gift size pieces because I got my show coming up in November, and when people come, a lot of people are looking for like, you know spending around $200 and I want to get a gift for someone. They're not usually going to buy a $2,500 painting for somebody. So I try and think business-wise, I think of price point. Okay, well, I have less of which group of paintings right now and I start from there. Mm -hmm. It it might sound kind of mechanical and robotic that it's like, oh, well. Yeah, but you're a business person too, right? Like Like I want to have variety. You've got a great mix of sort of business and art together, which I think is contributed a lot to your success just talking to you right like, yeah and I, I mean yeah like I I just try and go like okay well I have 50 paintings in this collection of forests and I have 30 of these mountain ones maybe I should do another mountain one or I've got a lot going horizontal right now you know and I maybe I need some taller pieces because it's crazy what you see here I mean I see it every day but maybe when you come it's overwhelming what you see here but I have probably close to 75 paintings that aren't here where, where they're are at, they? they're at coffee, coffee shops, shops uh, design firms, people rent Do people it. ever buy them out of the coffee shops? Yeah. Just straight Usually, up. it's frequency of seeing the art is what sells it. Usually. 
right. have those impulse buyers because you've never seen it before and you're oh my god I want to I have to buy this they'll call me they'll text yeah. whatever but usually so having your art out all the time at all places all times and me being out there at all times mm-hmm. constantly all the things that's what sells it right so subliminally you're getting messages if you're gonna buy a car high priced item mm-hmm. you didn't probably buy it because you saw it one time you right. bought you saw it then you saw it driving by what the hell was that and you google it and then the commercial comes on and your friend bought one and then there's like, like your wherever you've seen it they say 30 four, four to twelve times you see the message comes into you four to twelve times before you buy the thing right so that's what I've learned reading and talking to successful people and learning from them. Yeah, I mean, that's the same as me. It's not like one person isn't like, oh, I'm going to call Kent because I saw the one thing. But then one day they're like, I have a question about an RSP. Who should I ask? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, well, uh, I see Kent mm-hmm. out there a lot talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, yes, it's not like all of a sudden... But the first time I saw you, I wanted to buy that one. But like, I think that was like, I think I was dead broke and I almost bought it because my wife and I have sort of poppies. Uh, yeah. Poppies is a theme kind of in our relationship. And cool. the first one you did at, yeah, at the poppies. was poppies. And it was, and then the next time I tried to buy it you and my it. wife, my wife <laughs> didn't know that I was bidding on it. And then she got so mad at me because she's like, those aren't the colors. Oh. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what colors are supposed yeah. to go at her house. And she's like, those aren't the colors. Like, so then it's a good thing. I would have gotten in trouble if, if I would have like yeah. won the bid and been like, yeah, so we owe like 5000 and for to charity or whatever. So I was like, well, one day I'll just hire you. And then, yeah. Uh, not like I don't like donating to the charity, but uh, then my wife can have a say because I don't for sure know how to pick. <laughs> That's funny. It was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, I'm glad because I get once I have a few drinks and I'm like, yeah, it's like, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take advantage of people like that. I'm just kidding. Right. Well, you know, oh, where's your mean, credit card? Let's sure. do this now. It's a lot easier to justify when you're like a few drinks in, like, yeah, we need it. Yeah, right this we need second. it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, this is this is very fun. I, I love hearing the story. I, I love watching you. I, I actually I do want to talk about one thing, and sure. then and then um, and then you can just uh, tell everybody about your upcoming shows and uh, how to look for you. Even though I'll have it all sure. sort of on the thing, but <clears throat> what about that? I and I have never seen it actually. You have a huge mural. Oh yeah. Right? Oh Some? yeah. There's a couple things I can't forget. Uh, the mural, so there's a show called Vignettes that I've been yeah, part of Yeah, Lee Wright is Lee a Wright. friend of mine that kind of puts okay, it so on you know or him. something. Yeah, he's and a producer. And Jenna Herbert is, we went to elementary school with her. Oh, really? She's the make oh, it girl. Yeah. I'm going to have her on the podcast cool. uh, right before her next show in Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Small world. I know. This is weird. So yeah, oh. I did make it show for years. Like I said, it was great. It's a um, really good show. It is. Like, yeah. She puts on an awesome show. Yeah. Tons of people come, which is key. Like yeah. you, you don't want to do a show and 
trickle of 100 people come all week. Totally. Oh, totally. She knows how to get people to her stuff. Mm-hmm. So does Lee uh, with the vignettes. And so I I met, I ran into him at the woman's show. It was The woman's show was not good for me. It was poorly attended and don't don't plug that. But <laughs> they were, uh, <laughs> it just wasn't good for me. But I met Lee there. And yeah. it seems like no matter what you do, you put yourself out there, something good's going to come sure. from it. Just always like something. And um, so with Lee, the last this two years ago, uh, we had the old reuse center building to do what we wanted to the building for vignettes. Uh, and it's like um, vignettes is a place where designers, builders, artists, um, visionaries come together. You make you're put into these teams and you make rooms and you design these cool rooms and people walk through them and sometimes it's like, you know, uh, one room it looked like a movie with it was like. It was swinging up, and it was oh, it's like I can't even. I know I cannot it? believe I haven't been to it. It's and it's, it's is, really cool. Did it just end? It's still on for this one. I think this is the last week. Right, uh, I should probably go tomorrow. Maybe this week or next week. But anyway, these really cool rooms are developed. And um, last two years ago, I I had just my art up added. I wasn't part of a team. You can kind of opt to like what how you want to be involved. And I was on special special projects and. This one project came in of a grant of ten thousand dollars came in, and you could do like this whole side of the building. You could do a mural, and it was a grant. You were getting paid to mm-hmm. grant to put this mural up, but it had all these bulkheads and like weird. Uh, it wasn't a flat wall, mm-hmm. and so I presented my proposal for the grant, but I side sidetracked and I said, "But I want the west facing wall, the brick west facing wall facing Rogers Place." Mm-hmm. Well, of course they denied me. The grant, they're like, yeah, you don't get that grant for that money for that. So some of our other artists got the grant for the one wall, south facing. So I said to Lee, uh, can I have that wall? Can I still do my mural on that wall, on the west wall? And he said, I don't have any money for it. I'm like, if it costs you nothing, can right. I have the wall? He's like, well, sure, you can have the wall. There's another artist in BC that wants it. But I'm like, nope, I want it, give it to me. I'll pay for it. So my husband sold his truck, and we spent ten grand, and we put that mural up. Oh, really? We did not get awesome. money to do that. It cost me money, <laughs> but it's a seed that I planted on that wall. It's not just oh. a painting, right? Like it's this thing. Like it's become this location that people come to take pictures, take pictures, yeah. Instagram it, and you know, wedding photos, engagement pictures, family photos, events happen at the wall. There's been concerts at the wall. So it's become like a, a location to do these things. Right. It's venues become a venue. Yeah, it's huge and it's awesome. Yeah. Like I or haven't actually seen it, but uh, just the pictures. Yeah, but it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like you stand there and you're like, what the? This is the coolest. From far away, it looks very small, but when you walk up to it and you're standing there, so it's a fo- giant forest with flowers. Uh, it was a painting that was my uh, one of my clients purchased from me, and because it's a brick wall and because of how I paint, I couldn't physically paint the wall. I had two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, a, a really good photo taken of it and then I had it blown up on this like thin material that holds the image and it was installed four foot strips all the way up the wall. Oh, so it, cool. I wish I could say it was painted but because of my paint, because of the type of surface it was, but it looks painted because you heat seal it to the brick so it looks like it's painted even when you mm-hmm. stand there and you look at it. So there's that project that I did, which was awesome. I got huge impact from that. I also threw vignettes the year before 
my special project. Lee calls me up that week. So yeah, your special project, um, I'm going to be wheeling in Lexus. They're one of our sponsors this year. They're going to bring in a $100,000 white Lexus, and it's your job to paint it that night. Oh, I'm like, really? what? <laughs> <laughs> Lee, what are you doing to me? <laughs> so I painted this car. I showed up. Uh, I laid down my drop sheet. There's 2,000 people at this event. It was packed full of people, the media. There were there was cameras in front of me. There was people interviewing. It was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I just got down on my hands and knees and started painting the car. <laughs> and I'm like, I hope this looks okay. Like I painted it, like I said, in my head a thousand times before I was like, mm-hmm. I hope this, uh, there's no practicing. The, this, well, is, this, right. this better be good. You can't, like, can so I borrow I, your car? <laughs> <laughs> so I had a plan. Like I thought, okay, this style of what I was doing, this would be great with the brush. Like I couldn't do knife work on the car. Uh, I did the brushwork and I did the painting and I painted both sides of the car and there's pictures of it online and it took me like six hours and it was huge impact again. Like I remember right. being in an airport like months later and strain, a stranger stopped me. Did you, were you on TV? Did I see you painting a car? I'm like, oh my God, that's mm. crazy. Right. Like it just seemed to have an impact that nobody realized and so that was cool. And then Vignettes also brought the opportunity to see these paintings with the black frame. Mm-hmm. Last year, I did a 3D painting. Lee's project was, Giselle, we're going to make a 3D painting. Ever yeah, since I, I met that, you, yeah. I wanted to walk through one of your paintings. I'm like, Lee, I have no idea how to do that. He's like, no problem. I'm going to build it, and you're going to paint it. I'm like, okay, Lee, whatever you say. So I showed up. I it was like I had like five walls inside. It was eight foot by eight foot box built out of wood. I came and painted this forest, and I incorporated real trees from my property. We put them inside. And we put moss, we put these flowers made of canvas and did that and had it at the show. You had to walk through it. It was super cool. You mm-hmm. saw it. And then I had a giant art show last November. So I'll segue into my art show information because that's what we did last year. So twice a year I have a giant art show that I throw and put on myself. Like I don't have an event planner. We just kind of figure it out and do it all. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I interviewed an event planner <sighs> uh, last one of the last episodes. Oh, yeah? Maybe you could incorporate Okay. Yeah. Olivia's services. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was um so at my show in November, so instead of doing the I was doing studio shows for mm-hmm. a number of years here, once a year. And then I thought, wouldn't it be cool to have a giant show at the Hotel Mac? I rented the ballroom mm-hmm. and I had that eight foot by eight foot three D painting I painted, disassembled, brought over, put in the entryway of the ballroom. You had to walk through the painting to get to the art show. Awesome. Like to get into the room. And so I had over 200 paintings in that room with easels. My dad built me 100 easels, and I had this giant show. And like over 1,000 people came out. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. I felt like throwing up for a month. But the day of, I felt fine. Right. So my next studio show is this November, Saturday, November 23rd, 10, no, noon to 10 p.m. It's open all day. Come and go. Here, it's here right. at my studio. Yeah. So it's like 10 minutes south of Sherwood Park on this three-acre property. And uh, it's like a wine and cheese reception. Kids are welcome. Uh, it's, it goes all day. Everything out is for sale, and people can buy them. You can come and look. Like, bring friends. I have a link on my Instagram profile uh, to click to RSVP. It's free. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm trying to count so I have enough food and sure. have a nice little spread for, for snacks and stuff and wine. And, um, yeah, people come through and... To see the, the work and see it's cool because even though I did that big show at the Hotel Mac, 
people still want to come to the studio. They're like, you're still going to do that show at your studio, right? right. And I'm like, oh, people liked coming here. It's mm-hmm. not a big house. It's just here. But, but to see awesome. the paint all over I the floor and the view. and yeah. So I did one in July. Generally, I'll do it twice a year. July is great because people take a glass of wine and they walk through the forest. And they just like experience this place I live all the time and what inspires mm-hmm. all my work. And it's out on the patio and we have much more space in the summer. Right. So we'll do that. We did that July. Over 550 people walked through here. It was crazy. Right. So yeah, so November, this is the next one and it's all open to everybody. And, uh, and then yeah. are you going to do another Hotel Mac show? I don't know. <laughs> that one cost me a lot of money. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was crazy. Uh, well, renting the ballroom. That, yeah. And the, and the food. food. That's what's oh, the worst. Oh, because you can't bring food in. You have to use their food. So you didn't yeah. make as much as you had hoped? I or? didn't. No. I, but... I knew that if that happened, I mean, I anticipated and hoped like it's going to be amazing. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't make near what I had hoped to make, but like I make way more even just here and it cost me a thousand bucks in food and wine. Like it's not, the right. cost here is like nothing. Mm-hmm. But um, I did it there because I wanted to do something different that the city's never seen. One artist doing a show at the, the you know, one of the most expensive rooms you can rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and do it really fancy. Like I, I had like sort of not black tie, but people were coming in ball gowns. Like yeah, it was very fancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a good night out. My wife and sister and cousins and they all went, and I wasn't invited. Oh, <laughs> they the said guy, all the guys had to stay home out. and watch the kids or whatever. But we're gonna come to this one yeah. finally. It's nice because it's it's just um that one was great. I may do it again. It's definitely not like an every year thing because like yeah the cost and plus I wanted it to be like a special. Right. Not like a wedding, but kind of. Like, it's, yeah. it's like a one-time thing. I'll probably do other cool, crazy things, but... Of course. Um, this one, yeah. Like, I'm like, well, we'll just we'll tone it down a little bit. We'll do it here again. And, yeah. So, it's Beauty. quite it's quite cool here, too. Well, yeah. I mean, I... I, I mean, I, I feel like we could talk for another... We could. ...long time. I can... We, I can make you lunch. Just We'll do it again. Sure. Uh, uh, There's lots to talk about. I for mean. sure. But uh, I would encourage everybody to listen. I mean, to check out at, at least her Instagram and, and uh, come to the show. I mean, her art is amazing. And uh, and she's obviously very cool. And, and uh, My husband says I'm cool. Really good story. That's weird. But, <laughs> I'm not that cool. I'm a kind of a nerd, but so, but nerdy is cool, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, nerdy is cool. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for yeah, coming on. Continued pleasure. success. I, I look forward to following your progress as I always do, and and seeing what you're doing next. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Sweet.